and welcome. This is Susan Lopresti. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. For those of you who don't know me, I am a holistic health coach, Reiki, and meditation practitioner. And today I want to talk to you about Reiki because I mention it all the time that I am a Reiki practitioner, but maybe there are people who have heard of Reiki, but they really don't know what it is fully. So I wanted to make you aware of it because I do utilize Reiki with a lot of my private clients. And also I do a Reiki and meditation healing circle. And I wanted to let you know about that as well. So let's get into what is Reiki. Reiki is the practice of using energy. It's believed to be the life force of all living things to relax and heal the mind and the body. The practice has its roots in Japanese culture and the word itself can be broken down to give meaning to the practice. So the word rei in Japanese means universal life and ki means energy. So when you put them together, it's universal life energy. And that is the basis for the art of Reiki. Reiki is not a massage or a meditation, but rather a transfer of energy between a practitioner and the receiver through handwork. And you may be wondering, well, what does this mean? So just stay with me for a second. Reiki is a spiritual practice by nature, but it's not associated with a religion. Reiki has no dogma, nor is there any defining belief that you must uphold to be able to receive or to practice this form of alternative healing. However, those deeply defined by their religion find that Reiki further feeds their beliefs and puts them more in touch with their religious experience. But because Reiki is energy, it has an open interpretation. You could call it God, you can call it your higher power, or you could simply just call it energy. The idea is that you are able to find space within yourself to tap into the idea of energy that is bigger than you, the energy shared with every other living thing in this universe. There are many interpretations of how Reiki came to be, but however, the deep history goes that Mikau Usei is most traditionally considered the founder because it was Usei who introduced the art to a wider audience. His practice began in the 1920s after an insightful 21-day prayer and meditation practice. And in his lifetime, he is said to have trained over 2,000 people in the art of Reiki. And today there are 25 different offshoots of Reiki, but Usei Reiki remains one of the most practiced. And that's the one that I've learned myself. And according to Usei's practice, the purpose of Reiki is to help show people how to heal their own spirit by making conscious decisions to do so. It is the receiver's active participation in a Reiki session that helps to determine the success of the treatment. 
Healing yourself sounds pretty cool, right? During a Reiki session, energy flows from the practitioner's hands to the receiver. The receiver remains fully clothed. I like my clients to be lying down in a very comfortable position. If I'm doing an in-person session, I place my hands over my client's body and the energy is very intuitive and it knows where it needs to flow. If I'm doing it virtually, I would have my hands facing the computer screen and I have everyone's name listed who's in attendance and I'm just looking at the names and I'm sending this healing, loving energy and my good thoughts and my good vibes to everyone who's on the call. And if an individual session and I'm in person, my hands are over them and the energy just flows. First, perhaps a lot of you have heard of chakras, but I just want to give like a short introduction to that for those who haven't. So chakras are referred to as energy centers that are located throughout the body. In Reiki, there are seven chakras or energy centers, and they're used to guide the practitioner over the receiver's body to help clear any stored or trapped energy so that it's able to flow unimpeded throughout the body. We want to release those blockages. We want to get the energy flowing, right? And we do that through waking. The chakras run along the spine in relation to the body's nervous system, and each chakra is said to correspond to an organ and bodily function, as well to certain feelings and emotions. Whenever there's an upset in one or more of the body chakras, then the mind, body, and spirit are believed to be out of balance. And Reiki works to restore that balance. Next up, we want to look at the chakras and how they line up along the spine. There are seven chakras, and here's how they relate. We're going to start with the root chakra, which is the first chakra that's located at the base of the spine, and it is associated with survival, body connection, and a sense of security. And it's called the root chakra. And basically, you can visualize out of the base of your spine, roots drawing down into the earth's energy to ground you to the earth, to keep you grounded, to keep you secure. That's the feeling and the concept of the root chakra. The second chakra, which is called the sacral chakra, that's located at the lower abdomen and also the lower back. It's below the navel and it's associated with sexuality, emotional stability, adaptability, and movement as well. And then the third chakra is the solar plexus, and that's located between the navel and the base of the sternum, and it's associated with your personal power, your independence, your energy, as well as your metabolism. And then the fourth chakra is your heart chakra. And that's located in the center of your chest area. And it's associated with feelings of love 
and also self-acceptance. And then we're going to come up to the fifth chakra, which is located at your throat. It's located at the base of the neck, and it's associated with creativity, expression, communication, language, and sound. And then the third eye, which is your sixth chakra, that's located right between the eyebrows, and it's associated with intuitive insight and also conceptual awareness. And then the crown. The crown chakra is located at the top of the head, and it's associated with spiritual connection and higher consciousness. It's like the short version of the chakras. We could really get into them very deeply in other classes. So the Reiki experience, let's talk about that because that's what this is all about. The experience of receiving Reiki is not universal because each session depends so much on the energy from and within the receiver. But in general, feelings of deep relaxation are typically felt by all who get a Reiki session. Some receivers have expressed feelings of radiance that flows within their body and around it, while others have been reported as saying that they have sensations akin to out-of-body type experiences or mystical experiences. Because the practice of Reiki encourages the release of tension, anxiety, anger, and all other negative feelings, a state of peace and overall well-being often accompany the treatment. So are you curious about what your reactions to Reiki may be? Let's look at life after Reiki. And there is no limit to how much Reiki a person can receive. But after a session, there are various reactions that can be experienced, especially for early receivers, because Reiki stimulates energy flow. The body may work to cleanse itself of toxins for a few days after a session. You may experience indigestion, upset stomach, heightened awareness, and also diarrhea. Now, interestingly, the first time that I ever had acupuncture done, which is basically very similar to Reiki because you're being inserted with small needles in certain areas of your body to break up blockages as well. And the day after I had my first acupuncture treatment, I was in pain from head to toe. And I called the practitioner and he said, I am not surprised. You had so much stress and so much tension and so much negativity stored in your body that you are cleansing today. And he suggested that I continue to drink lemon water for the next few days. And sure enough, it did eventually clear out. But on the flip side, of feeling the toxins coming out, you may get more of a feeling of deep contemplation and an overall sense of well-being. Either way, I always recommend drinking plenty of water 
after a session and also having a nutrient-rich diet for the next few days following the treatment because you want to be detoxing and cleansing. So now we're going to look at the healing art of Reiki. And Reiki is not a cure for disease or illness. So I don't want you to believe that that's the case, but rather it's a complementary practice in addition to other treatments or alternative practices. It is believed that by stimulating the energy within the body and helping to remove the negative energies, the body is then primed to work on healing itself. So we're just encouraging the blocked energy to be released so that we could begin healing. Reiki is a great addition to health and wellness maintenance and care by helping the body to accelerate healing, cleanse those toxins, balance the flow of energy, and to help the client discover the healer within themselves. And anyone is welcome to receive Reiki treatments and to practice Reiki. Let's talk about practicing Reiki. The practice of Reiki is easily learned and can be practiced by anyone. You don't need a special talent. It's not like some people could be Reiki practitioners and others cannot. We are all energy. The world is energy. We all have this ability, regardless of a person's age, or their state of health. Children are as welcomed as the elderly, and there are no special credentials or background that's necessary to receive training or also to give breaking. To enter into training, a student only needs to go through the process of attunement, whereas a Reiki master will pass along the energy to the student. The energy passed is said to open up the chakras to create a special connection between the student and the teacher. And once the energy is received, it remains for the rest of the receiver's life. How does someone train for an attunement? We want to look at that because there may be people listening on here that would like to become a Reiki practitioner. Reiki level one is called the first degree. And the first degree is dedicated to the physical learning of Reiki, including the history of Reiki, proper placement of hands, how to use Reiki on others, the practice of self-Reiki, and most importantly, the channeling of Reiki. At this level, no previous training is necessary and anyone is welcome to learn. The first level typically lasts a couple of days of training, and the focus is on opening the practitioner's energy channels to enable the connection with universal life force energy. And at this stage, it's said that the majority of the energy is channeled on the physical level as the practice and further learning is necessary to then channel on the emotional energy. And that leads us to the second degree. And this level requires completion 
of the first degree, the teachings and the sufficient practice on energy flow so that the practitioner can pass energy with less variation and also intensity. In the second degree initiation, the energy channel further develops, allowing for an increase of the amount of energy that can be channeled. So we're opening up even more. At this level, the student also receives three symbols. And the first one is called the power symbol. This increases the amount of energy that can be channeled, and it enables the student to be able to open and close energy connections at will when self-treating or also treating others. And then there's the mental symbol, and this enables the student to tap a higher level of energy for mental and emotional healing. And then we have the third symbol, which is the distance symbol, and this allows healing to be sent from a distance. And this is the symbol that I use when I'm doing virtual healing circles, or when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with a client, but we're still on a Zoom call. The receiver of the energy does not have to be physically present for this energy. The student also learns to send Reiki into the future to rely on the energy being present when it is needed at that future date. So for an example, if I set an appointment with you for next Monday at four o'clock in the afternoon, I could already begin to be focusing on sending you that energy ahead of time, utilizing that distance symbol. So it's very, very cool. It's very cool indeed. And then we're going to talk about Reiki level three, which is the third degree. And this level is the continuation of increasing the student's capacity to channel universal energy. And at this level, the student is given another symbol, which is called the Usei master symbol, which allows for work on a spiritual level. And that ability is combined with the physical and the emotional abilities that were learned in levels one and two. And then finally, there's the Usei Tibetan master level. And the student learns the technique that permits them to perform Reiki initiations and as a Reiki practitioner at this level, it's also the practitioner's responsibility to teach Reiki to others. I want to talk about Reiki self-healing treatment because you can certainly learn Reiki and only use it on yourself if you like. Self-healing treatment, once you have received the first degree lesson, you're able to focus some of that healing energy on yourself. And in order to do that, you want to find a very quiet place where you feel comfortable and you know that you will not be disturbed. And some practitioners like to begin the day with some self-healing. And that's me personally. When I get up in the morning, the first thing that I do is I go into the kitchen and I have myself 
a nice glass of warm water with lemon. And then I will go into the living room and I turn my salt lamp on and I put my water fountain on and I go into a meditation practice where I'm setting my intentions for the day of how I want my day to look, what I want to focus on for the day. And basically what I then do is I raise my hands above my head and I start scanning my body. And where I start to feel some tingling or heavier energy, I will just leave my hands there for a minute and just keep sending myself love and healing energy and light and positivity and love to myself that I give to others and just be with myself for as long as I could spare time for myself. That's what I do. So I just find this quiet place where I feel comfortable and I know I'm not going to be disturbed. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful practice to get into on a daily basis. And you just want to make space for yourself. You may want to turn off the lights, or I put on my salt lamp. You may want to light candles. You may want to put some soothing waking music on. And you just place your hands wherever you feel that you want to send healing energy or just scan your body and just relax. And I'm going to, in the show notes, and in the description, I will put a couple of YouTube links where you could watch some videos to put you in a relaxed state. The intentions and affirmations. It's common practice in a Reiki session to begin with an intention and to end with an affirmation. And it is believed that by setting your intention, you create a safe, loving, and healing environment. Your intention might be to be open and accepting of the energy that you're about to receive, or maybe it's that you are open and inviting to any healing that's going to take place. Whatever your intention, it's great if you could say it out loud, or if you don't feel comfortable saying it out loud, just say it to yourself before the session begins and really try to feel connected to it. As for the affirmation at the end, you are closing your energy session by directing good energies forward after the practice. So think about what you want to carry on with you for the rest of your day. Do you want to be relaxed? Do you want to be courteous? Do you want to have goodwill towards others? Do you want to release stress? You set that affirmation for yourself, whatever it looks like for you. Now we want to go on finding a Reiki practice. So whether you're looking to find a Reiki practitioner or a teacher, I'm going to put some great resources. If you're interested in becoming certified in Reiki, you'll be able to look for that. Or maybe you're looking to find a Reiki practitioner who's in your area that you'd like to see in person. You could also find them there. In closing, in Reiki tradition, we close with an affirmation. 
And this one, of course, comes from the Reiki master, Usei. And it goes like this. Just for today, I will let go of anger. Just for today, I will let go of worry. Today, I will count my many blessings. Today, I will do my work honestly. Today, I will be kind to every living creature. And now you are off and running. I want to thank you for attending this class. I hope this experience has left you feeling more knowledgeable about the Reiki practice and ready to give it a try. I do it virtually and I will be able to be sending you my healing energy, my love, my light, and you will begin to notice a difference in how you look and you feel. Again, thank you so much for attending this class. If you would like to know where I got any of my information from and you want additional reading information, I have all of my resources laid out. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'll be happy to share my resources with you. You can email me at susan at susanlopresti.com. You could also go to my website, www.susanlopresti.com. You can schedule a 30-minute free health assessment with me. I'd be happy to get on a 30-minute call free of charge with you for any health concerns that you may have. Again, many thanks for listening. I am so grateful that you decided to join me here. And until the next time, namaste, be well, have a great day.